Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, June the 4th, and we are rolling right through our All 32 series. Uh, we are going to talk some pets with a good friend of the program, a multiple-time guest, I believe, uh, Ben Vollin of the Boston Globe. Ben, what's up, buddy? Will, uh, they, they should give you some kind of award for doing a daily podcast during the NFL offseason during a pandemic. I'm impressed that you have enough content uh, to come up with a daily podcast. So kudos to you, man. Well, you know what's even crazier, Ben, is so we, uh, Debo, had the idea to do the All 32 series where we take a look at each NFL team. And uh, in order to jam these in before what we hope will be training camp, uh, we're doing two a day, Tuesday through Friday, every single NFL team. So technically two podcasts a day. But um, today, today we'll talk Pat's. And not really anything going on with, by the way, people need to know this. Ben, who we've known each other for like 10 years now, I think, right? At least. Uh, yeah, something, something like that. Something that is pretty crazy. Um, you have covered, <laughs> you, you worked at various newspapers and you worked, but every stop of the way, everywhere you go, something insane happens. And <laughs> since you have landed, like you got um, the incognito bully gate with the Palm Beach Post back in the day. Um, you covered, they covered Tebow at Florida, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. you, and since you've been at the Patriots, you've presided over, since you've been at the Boston Globe covering the Patriots, uh, you've presided over like multiple gates. You've presided over a Tom Brady suspension. You've and now presided over Tom Brady leaving for Tampa Bay. So where does Tom Brady leaving for Tampa Bay rank on the, 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 the Ben Volan scale of crazy crap you've seen? Yeah, I, I hate to say it, it's kind of small potatoes. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, you I know, especially at this point, it's not like Tom Brady is in the you know midst of his career and it's it's prime Tom Brady. It's forty three year old Tom Brady, who who's already spent twenty years with the Patriots. So it, it's not the craziest idea that the Patriots would have moved on from Tom Brady. And then when you compare it to uh, my first month here, I, I'm all of a sudden covering a murder trial with Aaron Hernandez and. Um, you know, then a couple years later, going down every couple months to New York, um, to the steps where they film Law and Order, uh, to go, <laughs> to, the, to, go to the the lawsuit of Tom Brady against the NFL over deflated footballs. So we've seen some some pretty crazy stuff here in New England, and um, you know, Brady his decision to leave uh, when it came in mid March, it was right in the middle of like when the pandemic was just starting and all of society was starting to shut down. And, um, it was a really sad week in Boston, just in general. Everything's getting canceled and, and shut down, and life as we know it is ending. And on top of it all, Tom Brady uh, is leaving the Patriots. So in a way, it almost eased the sting a little bit, I think, 
uh, of Brady leaving just because there was all this other sad crap going on and there was bigger well, things to worry about than just Tom Brady. Yeah, and I mean, like, the other thing, too, is like, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that, you know, seeing Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform and, and imagining Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers is so surreal. Just seeing Tom Brady play for a team other than the Patriots, so surreal that it's almost just felt like this, like, long fever dream. You know, because, like, I mean, we've, I mean, look, there have been a, a lot of weird things and that have happened in my life, in my life, in 30, you know, 40 years on this earth. I mean, I think coronavirus and, like, locking down the entire country and the pandemic of COVID-19 is maybe the weirdest one. And so, it, like, to have the Brady thing happen, it just, it almost felt like this, just, like, we just veered left into an alternate timeline. Does that make sense? Um, there was that time uh, we had the glow puck in hockey. That was probably the only other time. This <laughs> as weird as now is the pandemic. But, um, yeah, it's – That it's, was crazy that Fox thought they should do that. They're like, <laughs> was, let's make the puck glow, and that will make it – that will make hockey more popular. I bet I bet with college students it was pretty popular, like late-night uh, hockey with the college kids. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, it's weird seeing Brady with the Buccaneers and not playing with the Patriots. I, I just honestly thought that – this was going to be one of those deals where there'd be a lot of bickering in the media back and forth. And at the end, you know, both sides would find a way to make it happen. But I give the Patriots some credit. They stuck to their guns and I don't really think they, you know, they really wanted Tom Brady back at this point, And they, I think decided to move on. Um, not the most popular decision, but probably the right one at this point. Um, you know, last year was such a grind and such a slog for the Patriots the offense, um, constant, you know, frustration from Brady about the pieces they put around him and some of the young receivers and just, to, you know, do we really want to go through another year of Brady just like passive aggressively griping about everything and sending these coded messages through the media and, you know, just kind of being a sourpuss, which, uh, you know, did happen a lot last year. And so I think, you know, when they fizzled out in the wild card round against Tennessee, I think it was a, a clear sign that, it was just time. It's been an incredible 20 years, but um, the relationship has run its course. And, uh, you know, the Patriots, Bill Belichick especially, you know, he wants to move on to the next era. And and I don't know if it's going to be Jared Stidham or if, you know, the, the next era, you know, the new quarterback isn't found yet. But it's been two amazing decades, uh, and it's definitely time to move on uh, from the Tom Brady experience. Okay, so what do you make of the Patriots – decisions or lack of decisions, I guess, this offseason as it relates to the quarterback position. I mean, I, I, I think what Bill Belichick has done, and obviously he has the full you know power to do whatever he wants with that roster, it's, to me he's made some very clear statements without actually saying it that he believes in Jared Stidham. Am I right or wrong there? Yes and no. Um, I, I'm not quite buying the Jared Stidham hype like everyone else is. In fact, um, Rob Ninkovich, former Patriot who's now with ESPN, he made a comment uh, last week that he actually thinks Brian Hoyer is going to start early in the season. And a large reason of it is, you know, no OTAs, no offseason work. Tr- who knows what training camp's going to look like. Um, and, you know, Jared Stidham, look, he might, he might have the talent, but fourth-round pick who – has played one year in the league, thrown four passes all in garbage time, and one of them was a pick six. So there's no way that Belichick and the Patriots are sitting back and looking at him being like, oh, that's the guy. He, he's the heir apparent to Tom Brady. So, uh, look, I, I think what they've decided is uh, it's probably a year or two of rebuilding in, in New England where they were the oldest team in the league last year. 
They're going to start to clear out some of the veterans, clean up the, the salary cap. They've, they're in terrible cap space this year. So it's, you know, it's, it's cleaning up for the future uh, and figuring out who the, the, the next key cornerstones are. And Jared Stidham is a minimum salary guy for the next three years. So if he is good, you've got a major advantage over the rest of the NFL. And to me, like a guy like Cam Newton or Andy Dalton, that's not going to be the future of your franchise no matter what. So what's the point in spending money and, and, and playing time on those guys? You might as well see what you've got in Jared Stidham. Um, so I, I think that's what it more is. They, they, they're kind of rebuilding the, the franchise and before deciding next year that they need to invest a big pick in a, in a quarterback, they want to see what they've got with Jared Stidham and give him a chance. Um, and again, I don't even know if he's going to start all 16 games. Maybe Hoyer starts early in the season, but, uh, not, certainly not the most inspiring quarterback depth chart by any means. <laughs> and it's going to, I mean, it'll be fascinating to see how good of a coach Belichick is if he can take Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham and still go like nine and seven or 10 and six. So are the Patriots rebuilding? I mean, are they, are they retooling? I mean, or is it just like there, there's people out there. Um, Jason Lockenfora floated on, on this podcast and Pete Prisco did the same thing because Pete's a little sheep who follows what other people think. Um, I, I, I don't really believe that. I just like sideswiping Pete because I, I know he won't listen unless I leak a, leak his top 100 list on this podcast. Um, he's like, they, they think Belichick's tanking and I, I don't believe Belichick has a tanking bone in his body. Uh, you are 100% correct. They are, the Patriots are not tanking. That is asinine and, uh, there's, um, what's funny is when they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo uh, back in 2014, Belichick was asked about it, and he talked about how that's a position you need to be really prepared at. And he, off course, like kind of off tangent, just started ripping the Colts for the year that they lost um, Peyton Manning and the team had nothing and they went 2-14. and 14. He was talking about how irresponsible it would be uh, to, to, you know, not have your team prepared like that. So just the idea of tanking is – is just so abhorrent to Bill Belichick. So there's no way that's going to happen. And then you look at the roster move. They brought back Devin McCourty on a two-year deal. They gave Joe Tooney the franchise tag. They just gave Patrick Chung, who's in his 12th year, um, a pay raise for this year. So they're not just tanking. Uh, they still have Stephon Gilmore, Dante Hightower, a very good offensive line. I do think they're retooling the offense, and I think it's probably a, a multi-year deal. To I mean, they've gotten really stale on offense, and they, they need to – you know, kind of join the the rest of the league with more athleticism at quarterback and um, more maybe more RPO type of stuff. Um, but I still think they're going to have a good offensive line. You know, they, they gave the franchise tag to Tooney. That, that really fortifies the line. They're going to have a good defense again. They're returning most of the number one defense. So they'll be competitive, and, and it might be a grind, and it might be ugly. Um, they're not going to win shootouts. But, mm. you know, they, they are retooling and rebuilding on offense, but that, they're not tanking. So – um, they're, I still think they're going to be competitive this year. What's a storyline people are not talking about as it relates to the Patriots that, that they should be kind of eyeing? What do you think? Well, the quarterback thing and, you know, A, can Stidham play and B, can Belichick win without Brady? Those are <laughs> the two stories of the year. Right. And, um, that's, those are by far the most dominant stories. Um, you know, they, they have some intrigue, like Nikhil Harry, can he develop, uh, this year and, um, the defense, are they still going to be uh, as solid? It, I, one thing that will be interesting is they doubled up on tight end in the third round. Uh, they drafted Devin Aziazi and Dalton Keene, uh, the first kid from UCLA, the second kid from uh, Virginia Tech. 
and it's reminiscent of 2010 when they yep. doubled up. So, yeah, the, the Patriots had the worst production from tight end last year in the NFL. They did nothing. They were, you know, caught with their pants down when Gronk retired and just had nothing at the position, and, you know, it killed the, the offense all season. So they doubled up um, with uh, first with Devin Aziazi out of UCLA and then Dalton Keene like 10 picks later out of Virginia Tech. And, you know, who knows? Draft picks are all 50-50 toss-ups. So I think – you know, realistically, you hope one of them pans out. But, you know, tight end has just been such an important part of their offense over the years and was gave them just so little last year. So it'll be fascinating to, you know, uh, observe the two uh, rookie tight ends and see if the Patriots can get back to getting something out of that position. That uh, that would have actually been my, uh, if I was picking a story, a headline that's not getting enough attention, that would have been my, my choice too. Uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will uh, rip through some, a little more Patriots chatter. Okay, so for the past 20 years, you've enjoyed the refreshing tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So in celebration of this milestone, we're bringing Baja Blast in stores nationwide. And for a limited time with every purchase of Baja Blast, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. 2024 is the year of Baja Blast. In stores now. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 plus. Subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com and 615-24. Void where prohibited. The, the, the Patriots are so weird. I mean, it's like they're not weird. It's just that we would, you know, we've been talking about these other teams and it, like the storyline for the Bills is can Josh Allen take a leap? Um, you know, the it, it, it's very easy to like for the Cowboys. It's like, what are they going to do with Dak Prescott? And for the Patriots, it's like, I mean, I get it. So how to replace Brady? I mean, can, all right, I'll ask you this. Can the defense be as good as it was last year? Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like, 31 other teams around the league just drive themselves in a tizzy, like going crazy trying to find quarterbacks and, you know, just drafting them year after year and signing guys. And, you know, the Miami Dolphins have been 20 years since Dan Marino and still haven't been able to find a quarterback. Meanwhile, the, the Patriots lose Tom Brady and they're like, ah, eh, whatever. We'll just sign Hoyer. And we got <laughs> Stidham last year. We'll make it work. It's like they, there's no panic in them. Uh, and they're just, uh, they, they clearly don't view it as the, uh, give it the position, the importance that uh, other um, uh, other teams around the league do. So that's, so that's been really fascinating. Um, I, I do think the defense can be very good, but I, I think they're bound to take a step back uh, in 2020. They had a, the easiest schedule in the NFL by far last year. And even the games that on paper looked tough, they got lucky and played backup quarterbacks or third string quarterbacks and, um, a lot of their stats were skewed by having this just really easy schedule and through no fault of their own. It was just part of the natural schedule rotation and just the teams they played all had really crappy quarterbacks last year. Um, they really feasted on some bad teams. Uh, and then when they played some good teams like Baltimore, the Ravens put up 37 on them. They ran all over them and the Titans were able to move the ball uh, on the Patriots. So I think for that reason, uh, the schedule, not only won't it be as easy this year, they now have the most difficult schedule in the NFL, and it's brutal. Their travel schedule. They go at Seattle, at Kansas City, two games in a row in Los Angeles against both the teams there. They go at Houston, at Miami, which is now a much tougher game, at Buffalo, which is a tougher game. Um, just so many miles, so many difficult um, environments, and you're not going there with Tom Brady anymore. You're going there with Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer. So – uh, the defense is going to have to be the 85 Bears this year for the Patriots to really 
you know, be a, a, a true contender. Um, I, I still think they'll be good and will keep the Patriots competitive, but uh, I, I do think they will um, regress to the mean a little bit this year. All right. So what um, we've been wrapping these things up by asking people like, what is the, what is a, a successful season for X team? But that feels kind of dumb with the Pats. Like what is like, I guess like, what do you sort of think about the AFC East as a whole? If that's not too vague a question, Ben. And, and like, what do you think? Cause I mean, to me, it's not like if they go like nine and seven and win the, I don't know. Like, what is a good season for the Pats or like, what is a bad season for the Pats? Maybe that's the question. Well, yeah. I mean, if they go six and 10 and Stidham's no good and, I mean, that's not a good season. That's a No, no, that's worse. Like, if Stidham stinks, at least win two games. You know? <laughs> like, if Stidham stinks and you win six games, that's a nightmare. Well, the, the, I think the true nightmare scenario is Stidham is an eight and eight quarterback. He's just good enough that you want to keep giving him a chance. You know, this was the Ryan Tannehill paradox down in Miami. He was, you know, showed just enough that you wanted to keep seeing if he could finally break out, but, you know, not quite good enough to really take you to that next level. So I, the worst scenario, if he stinks, then that's easy. Then you move on and you draft another quarterback. But if he's, you know, shows you just enough and goes seven and nine, eight and eight, then you're kind of in QB purgatory and, and that could be worse. But I mean, I, I still see a scenario where, um, they can go 10 and six and still escape, you know, win the AFC East. I think that division is wide open. I, you know, the Bills, I I like everything about the Bills except for their quarterback, and I think that's a major negative for them. And yeah. I like what the Dolphins are doing, but, you know, maybe they're a year away, and who knows where the – I mean, it's wide open, and none of the teams are, you know, really standing out. So I could see the Patriots finishing first, and I could see them finishing fourth. Um, I think Fourth? Yeah, yeah, it could happen. I mean, they have Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer as quarterback. I mean, who's to say either of them are any good? So, um to me, the the worst outcome is if they are kind of like seven and nine, and Stidham is up and down. You, you'd rather him be terrible and then go five and eleven because then you at least know that you need a quarterback. I, I was, I, I mean, th- maybe, I, I mean, maybe I'm stupid, I, but again, like I'm willing to gamble. I mean, it's entirely possible I'm stupid, but I'm willing to gamble on Bill Belichick. Like I think if they're if they are good enough to be an eight and eight team then he will find a way to get them to 10 wins. You know what I mean? Like, I think he'll just out-coach a couple of bad NFL head coaches. Well, that's and, definitely going to happen, yeah. You know well, what I mean? Like, well, what if they're really a 6-10 and 10 team, but he gets them to 8-8? Eight eight. Eight eight, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's entirely possible. I, I just, man, it is just, it's just, it, it's it's fascinating. I think it's so fascinating because I think there is a broad assumption that one, that the Bills or the or one of these teams is going to pop up and steal the division. And I just don't I, – I think people are overreaching on that a little bit. If, if I had to pick a team to do that, it would be Miami. Really? I, I like what the Dolphins are putting together for sure. They, I do too, but I, I, the hype is a little – like I guess I, 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 think they're pro- I, think, I think they're doing it the right way. I just tend to think they're probably a year away, like you said. Yeah, and, you know, we'll see if Tua ends up playing it all this year. But um, I like what, what Chris Greer and Brian Flores are building down there. They finished the season five and four. They had a great, they had nothing to play for in week 17 and came into Foxborough and knocked off the Patriots and, you know, completely wrecked their season. And then they go out and they got, what, didn't they get Byron Jones from the Cowboys? And they, yeah. and they got the, the second, secondary is loaded. And, and 
Then they get to, uh, and they had a good draft. They beefed up the offensive line some more. Um, so if any team, I don't, I, I'm so anti Josh Allen. I really think that mm. what they did last year, 10 and six, wild card, lose in the first, that's their ceiling. That is as far, and, and I think they've got a good coordinator and they put good pieces around him, but he is so raw as a pocket passer. Like Belichick has never had an issue shutting down Josh Allen in the three or four times that they played, uh, each other. So. I just I I think he I think they win in spite of him, not because of him, and and I think they they might be due to take a step back this year. Okay, interesting. All right, uh, I love it. Bring it on, hey. Bills Mafia. Bring it on. I know. Enjoy that. Enjoy that in your mentions. It's gonna be a, a lot of fun. Bills fans are very calm and cool, <laughs> and and in no way terrifying when they jump in in your mentions. Uh, all right, follow him on Twitter at Ben Fallen. Read him at the Boston Globe. Uh, excellent stuff as always uh, good to talk to you buddy hope everything is good and safe with you and your family you too man I appreciate you having me on today it's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus Europe's top club soccer tournament champions versus champions the best teams facing off in the knockout rounds Magnificent. and it all takes place while you're filling out financial reports at work in the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you got to do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.